How's it going, everybody? This is the Video Game Podcast with Brett and Brett, the podcast where two console agnostic gamers react to the latest video game news and talk about the games we're playing across all three platforms and sometimes PC. I'm Brett Medlock here today, as always, with my co-host, Brett Larson. How's it going, Brett? It's going great. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, so we just got done playing The Last of Us. Wow, what a game was that? Oh my god. I can't even I can't even explain my excitement still from that game. I know, I know. And it's crazy that we're not talking about it this episode, but next week we'll be doing The Last of Us Part 2, a full spoiler cast. We want everyone to be able to finish the game before we upload our episode. That's going to be quite a ride when we do that. Oh well, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. Definitely. So today, the topic's going to be Nintendo and what their plans are in 2020. Like, we don't really know what they have planned. We know Paper Mario's coming, and that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> it is, and it's been so such a strange year um I, and i know this this happens about every console generation for sony and microsoft nintendo has one of those years because they do that offset thing where they don't launch their console at the same time as microsoft and sony so they always have that year where they're like okay we're gonna let you guys do your thing we know you're going to be the topic of conversation but they've been so quiet it's in a way intriguing to see what they really have up their sleeve because you know they're not just going to sit back and let Sony and Microsoft have all the fun. Yeah, definitely not. We know that their last uh, Nintendo Direct, they had said that a lot of stuff was affected by COVID-19 and they actually put like a little disclaimer of that and that's why they call it um, the Direct Mini even though it wasn't really a Mini. There was a lot of big and cool announcements that day. Sure. So I think they were like pretty much hinting that they still have a lot coming this year and it's just put on hold in terms of announcements because of COVID-19. But I think we're probably going to get a direct next month, I would say. What do you think? That's what I've been reading. You know, generally they do the the June direct and that's when what they were expecting this year and everyone is expecting this year. From what I'm seeing, it sounds like July or latest August. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's probably best to get it out sooner rather than later. They've just been pretty quiet for a while now, and now the Animal Crossing hype has died down, so I haven't seen as much Switch news in the headlines as of lately. It really has been crazy because it kind of reminds me of going back to pre-PS5 reveal. We kind of had the same feeling about Sony. They were so radio silent on what they were going to do with the PS5. Yes, they were worse. Yeah, they were. And then all of a sudden they had the reveal and boom, Sony's right in the conversation. So I think all it's going to take is for Nintendo to drop a couple big hitters and they're going to be right there in the conversation and get people's hype level back up. Definitely. So before we get into the main topic, I want to know what you're playing and how you're doing. How has uh, COVID-19 life been for you? And COVID-19 life has been interesting. Um, it, it took me from working in the office every day, of course, like everyone else, to now I work full-time from home, and there's benefits to that. Part of the benefits is I obviously feel like I'm able to play a little bit more games because I don't have my I don't have to drive to and from work. I have an hour commute to work and an hour commute home. So a lot of times I would get home and it's night and I'm kind of tired. But since I'm just start work and end work at home, I feel like I have a little bit more time to play. Yeah, as far as what I'm playing, you kind of touched on it, man. It's like the the biggest thing ever for me right now. I just finished The Last of Us 2 two nights ago. And I've got a couple other games sprinkled in there. Something I started before and something I started after. Or something I have have kind of went back to after finishing The Last of Us 2. Yeah. But man, I just can't get off off this cloud nine from the last of us too it was it was incredible man definitely definitely amazing game and i don't care what any of the haters say on the internet i know half of you people did not play that game because there's no way 
I'm, I'm not even going to go into it. I'll just wait for the spoiler cast. I just hate how everyone just gets on this train of hate, even without knowing any of the context to any of the story stuff. If you put any movie down in Cliff Notes version on a piece of paper, it, it'll probably sound dumb. I understand that people don't like certain things about the game based off the things that they've heard online, some which aren't true at all, but that's a whole other thing. I just think people really need to experience that game for themselves and not judge it based on how the internet is reacting to it, because I promise you, it's a very small vocal minority. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And like some of the things I kept hearing before I played it, I tried to just shut it out because, first of all, I don't care. I love Naughty Dog. I love The Last of Us. I trust these guys fully. So all these little things I kept hearing before and as I first started the game, I was like, okay, I, I, I didn't even want to hear it. And then when I played it, then I was really confused. Like, dude, this game is it's mind-blowing how good it is. It was more than a game for me. It truly was, was an experience. I know that sounds kind of cliche to say. But it really was an experience that you just have to, you've got to play this game. Yeah, definitely. I've been trying to get away from saying it's more than a game because that kind of makes it seem like games can't be something that's like a true great experience. But I definitely understand what you mean. (laughs) Sure. No piece of fiction has ever brought me through the full gambit of emotions that this did. I went from rage to sadness, like I said, I cried, to I laughed at parts, to elation. It was it's truly incredible what they did yeah definitely and the game does the impossible i I don't want to go into specifics but early on in the game you you have some really real feelings towards some stuff and you don't think your mind could ever be changed at all but by the end of the game you actually understand yes and and you don't feel that rage anymore you feel it like I don't know, I guess acceptance. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you, you do a full emotional 180. Yep. I, I My playthrough was longer than most. I think it was 35 hours. And I think about the 15 to 20 hour mark, I remember writing you and saying, I still feel this rage or this feeling towards this certain story arc. And you're like, just keep playing, just keep playing. I, I felt the same way at that point. And then by the time you finish, it's like you were brought full circle it's it truly is incredible definitely and there are some people who probably don't feel the same way we do about like this big thing that we're talking about i don't want to spoil it like i said but i and i understand that but i think for most people they probably understood what naughty dog was going for and i think that's why it has like tens across the board and like a 95 on metacritic and like you said it's the only way to really understand it is to play it and unfortunately we live in a day and age where some people really do just kind of it's cool to jump on the hate train with something and it's it's trendy to say I don't like this because of X reason. I, I hate it too and I hate I, it, dude. With with everything, not just like The Last of Us. I hate that it's cool to hate things. Not just this. I'm I, I couldn't agree more. And one thing too that's that I really encourage people that have played the game is you told me to go back and there's interviews from Neil Druckmann and the creators of Naughty Dog and they kind of go into their feelings about what they did with certain story arcs and certain characters and it's really cool to hear their mindset of why they did what they did and how they decided to choose to do what they did it's really cool like you said next week we're going to go into full spoilers we're kind of being real careful about what we say but yeah for as divisive as it sounds when you play it it doesn't feel divisive it just feels like an incredible experience It doesn't feel like this thing where you're going, well, I can understand why people hate this or I can understand why people like this. It's not like that for me. It was a game with incredible characters 
some of the best combat and gameplay I've ever experienced in my life and just a roller coaster, like up and down. I do want to end this this whole portion on The Last of Us saying, what's up with games media saying that the gameplay isn't like the, the part that shines really? The gameplay shines, man. It's so good. I don't I don't know. You sent me a clip of, of a podcast of people talking about saying that basically, let's just call it what it is. The Last of Us isn't known for its gameplay. I had so much fun with the gameplay. I, I think I texted you this a few hours in. Some of the most intense scraps and scrapes you get in are, are in that game. Like you'll be in the middle of six or seven different guys, have no idea which direction you're going to go with it, how you're going to get out of that situation. It's so much fun. And like literally my palms would be sweaty by the time I finally got, got through certain areas. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I felt the same way about The Last of Us 1. And The Last of Us 2 just builds off the first one in like the best ways possible. And I'm a really big fan yeah. of that gameplay. It's slower. It's it's more meticulous. It's scarier. It's more intense. I love it. And, and I love the multiplayer. And I can't wait for The Last of Us 2 multiplayer. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And really quick before we move off of this too. Um, another game I'm playing, I wanted to give this a shout out too because I'm really, really enjoying it. I just started it called Liberated on the Switch. Awesome game. Really fun. I would recommend anyone that's got a Switch to play that game. It's a, it's, It kind of reminded me a little bit of the play style of My Friend Pedro, which is one of my favorite games from last year. Possibly my favorite from last year. And it's what? got this really... I know. Crazy. I know. I know. It was... I, I love that game. Astral Chain, man. I, amazing too. There were some great games last year, um, but it, it's got this really cool style to our art style too, where every scene you play is like a comic book strip. So you go through a section and it's a it's a part of a comic book page. Then when you go to the next section, it like the camera moves over to the next little box in the comic book. It's it's really cool. A really good game. Awesome. And yeah, I was actually going to say the games I'm playing right now, which are Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on Nintendo Switch with the second one, which I played first because you can play them out of order because the stories aren't really connected. What kept me going through that game was more of the story and the characters. And I wasn't too fond of the gameplay. I didn't hate it. But it was a little grindy, and I, I didn't have that much fun with it. But with this original one, which almost looks just as good as the second one because they, like, enhanced all the character models and stuff, the story is good, but it's not what's really uh, keeping me going. It's all the different, like, cool-looking environments. And I do like the characters. I want to know how their story ends. And the gameplay, I actually like a lot more in the first one because yes. it's more simplified, and it's just more addicting, and it's easier to play, honestly. Yeah, you've uh, it, at least a couple times a week since you've been playing that have sent me like a two or three screenshots of different areas you're in. I'm really impressed with like the variety of different worlds and areas you're in. It's a really pretty game too. Yeah, definitely. Like the resolution and frame rate. Well, I don't really know about the frame of the frame rate, but the resolution seems kind of low. I think it's 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 like 720p. I could be wrong, but. So that doesn't look that great, but all the like the artistic vision for the game, I honestly have a hard time believing that it ever ran on Nintendo Wii because it looks so good now. And then aside from that, I've been playing some Gears 3, the DLC called uh, Rom's Shadow. I just beat that yesterday, and that was a short, sweet experience. I love DLC that's like that, where it's more like a standalone story. You can just jump in, play through the whole thing, and then you're done. Yep. Because there are so many long games nowadays. Yeah, no, it is. It's nice to get just a little chunk of something. I'm actually doing the same thing. Last night, I got to the third part of Spider-Man DLC, so I'm yes. trying to finish that up as well. So I'm doing the same thing. You knock out like a little two or three hour story DLC. I love that. Yeah, definitely. And, and that Spider-Man DLC, the first uh, pack and the third one were my favorite. So I think you're going to like the... Yeah, actually... 
actually like this second one a lot with uh, Hammerhead as the and then Yuri. Yeah. Um, kind of goes crazy a little bit. I won't spoil anything, but it's a. I really, really enjoyed the second one as well. I'm wondering how they're going to handle that in the sequel. I don't know about Miles Morales, but I mean, you have to figure Yuri is going to be in the Spider-Man game that has Peter Parker again because she's like, I mean, he's like her right-hand man as Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, she was so integral in the in the first one, and then the DLC just continues that too. So that'll that'll be interesting. And for people who skip the DLC, which I don't recommend doing, I think it's totally worth playing, it might be weird for them to jump in and then all of a sudden she's just not around. No, it's really good. I don't know why it took me this long and you actually talked me into it. You're like, dude, you haven't played the Spider-Man DLC so I went back, and I, I'm very, very happy I, I downloaded it. Yeah. So with that, you ready to jump into the main topic of this week? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to go down a list of Nintendo, I guess, uh, possibilities for 2020. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go down the list, and we're going to rank them based on a 10 if we think they're definitely going to happen, or a 1 if we don't think they're going to happen at all. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First topic, Bayonetta 3. Do you think it's coming out this year? This game got announced way back at the Game Awards of 20... Was it 18 or 2017? It was a while ago. It's been quite a while. Yeah, I kind of should have looked that up beforehand, but it was one of them years, and it's been a long time, and we haven't heard anything on that game. Like, we know that they're still working on it. They keep saying, yeah, it's it's in development, but uh, we haven't seen anything from it in a long time. And what's crazy is they actually announced Astral Chain after Bayonetta 3, and it already came out, and we still haven't heard anything from Bayonetta 3 ever since then. That is so crazy. Yeah, so I'm really excited for this game, but is it coming this year? My guess is yes, and I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you on this. In fact, this is, of the list we're going to go through, I think maybe the safest bet for me. Like you said, they've talked about it for so long, and last year it kind of quietly got delayed into 2020. The release date's been up in the air for some time now. I think it's going to launch in the right before holiday or during holiday window. Yeah. We know that Nintendo has been really, really quiet on their front up to this point this year. A couple reasons for that. Number one, the COVID kind of pushed off their direct that they were planning on doing, their announcements they were planning on doing, and that's understandable. And the other thing is, is we're in the middle of Sony and Microsoft's console launch year, and everyone's kind of going is nintendo just going to play this quiet and just kind of let them do their thing or are they going to drop a couple major things and really get a part of this conversation and i think bayonetta 3 to me feels like the safest bet for them to to jump into the conversation i i'm going to give it a nine a nine okay yeah i think bayonetta 3 is coming i have a feeling it'll be mid to late october but you don't you don't have to give me a date i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put that on record <laughs> all right so next up, there have been rumors of a Super Mario collection coming, and this means Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario 64 are coming to Nintendo Switch. In what way? We don't really know. Are they just going to be ports that are, I don't know, kind of just up and remastered to HD, or are they actually going to go in and tinker with the gameplay, make them feel more modern, and enhance the graphics to something that looks like it would come out of 2020, you know what I mean? I hope so badly that this happens, and we know it's probably going to happen, but I hope they give it kind of like the the Crash Insane Trilogy treatment, where they not only give it that 
pretty coat of paint, but like you said, they make it more modernized and enhance the gameplay a little bit. Yes. I want so badly to go back and play some of these games. I would That would be huge for them to just drop a Mario collection right during the middle of these console launches because Switch owners would just eat that up. Definitely, dude. Especially if it's all four of those games and maybe even more. There were some rumors of, of like Super Mario 3D World being in there as well. Ah. And it, that would just be an amazing package. I would definitely, I would spend $100 on that package. Oh my, easily, easily. All his games aren't the same. So like, it's not like you're getting the same experience every time. It's, it's not like a Call of Duty situation where I can see that argument. I do think they're all different in their own way. But like Call of Duty is largely the same. The Mario games, they really shake things up every time. So they're always really exciting. They do. They really do. They, they have a way of making every Mario feel unique. Yeah. So with, with the Mario Galaxy games... I have a feeling they're just going to up-res them, and that's perfectly fine because those games, graphically from an artistic direction, they still look great in HD. If you like, look on YouTube, like the emulations of those games just up-resed to like 1080p, 60 frames per second, they still look really good. Yeah. So I think that's all they really need to do to those games. With Super Mario 64, I would love like a Crash Insane trilogy like Makeover, like you said. And I agree. I don't think Galaxy you need to tinker with too much. We still have a lot more to go over, so what do you rank this out of 10? Is it going to happen, yes or no? I'm going to give that a uh, 7. I think it's a very good possibility, especially because of the leak. I also did see today that, and we never know if these are real, apparently there was an Amazon link of a Mario collection, and then it was taken down, so who knows? Wow, okay, yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm going to give it an 8, just like my other one. I think it's going to happen, and I'm really excited because we need more Mario on Switch. <laughs> We always need more Mario. Absolutely. Next up, the N64 games. Are they coming to Nintendo Switch Online, the subscription? Do you think it's going to happen? I hope so, man. Uh, this is one of those things where I feel like every time I go to the eShop, I'm always thinking, I wish that they would do kind of like what uh, PlayStation did with like the PS1 Classics, where it was really accessible to play some of those games. And I know that there's some you can play right now. But there's, there's so many games that I would just love to go back and, and, and play again and jump back into. I really hope this happens. I don't know as far as how likely it is. I'm going to give that a six just because I don't know. Yeah, as much as I want it to happen, I don't think it's going to happen this year, which is what we're talking about. So I'm going to give that a four out of ten. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Next up, do you think Nintendo will reveal a new IP this year. We know that they had already done ARMS, which is their newest one, and before that, it was Splatoon. I'm talking about major IPs. There might have been a few smaller ones here and there, but in terms of major new IPs, do you think there's going to be one announced this year? We all know what Nintendo brings to the table. They, they've they got the Marios, the Zeldas. They've all got the same kind of sort of feel and style to all of them, kind of like some of them are like the mascot-y kind of feel to it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they've got some incredible games and the Nintendo pedigree is like second to none, but I would love so much if they just went a totally different direction and tried something new. Can you imagine if they took Nintendo's pedigree and applied it to a game like a full-on Uncharted or like a full-on Tomb Raider or possibly even something maybe a little bit more mature? That would be incredible. Yeah, it seems like they typically always partner with like a third-party company and then have them do it. They don't sure. usually do like titles like that under their own wing. But I think, yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like obviously they don't have the same power as the other guys on the market. So like having this big uncharted, like realistic looking game isn't really plausible. But 
I think if they give it their own little twist and they use like an artistic art direction instead of doing like realism, I think they could still give us like an uncharted like game in that vein. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and, and you know, I think you're a hundred percent right. I don't think that they're ever gonna aim for graphically like a The Last of Us or a God of War or a Gears of War, anything like that. But just something a little bit different outside of off the beaten path of what Nintendo normally does. I would be so interested because I think, you know, obviously they have these great ideas and these great creators. I'd like to see them try something just a little bit different. That would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, Metroid Prime 4 is still on the way. And Retro Studios has been hiring some really uh, talented and, and uh, well-known like people out of the industry. So that's exciting. Absolutely. Uh, that wasn't on our list. We'll do a quick one, actually. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, 1 out of 10. Do you, th- do you, th- do you think we're going to see it this year? I don't think we're going to see Metroid Prime. It seems like the last time we've heard about it, it was kind of in development hell, or it was... They rebooted development with Retro. Yeah, they got to a certain point, and then they rebooted it and kind of scrapped what they had and started over. I, I, in fact, I think we're a couple years from seeing anything else on that. Do you think we'll see any tease this year? That's a very good possibility. Yeah. Sometimes just to stay relevant in the industry... All you need to do is just drop a little teaser or a little trailer and then it gets people's people buzzing about it and people hyped up about it. Yeah, definitely. Like that's something I could imagine at uh, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards. No question. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say uh, as far as will the game come out, I'm going to give that a zero. Will a <laughs> teaser or a trailer come out? I'm going to give that an eight. That's a very real possibility. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that. I think we might see a tease, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so back to a new IP, a, a one from ten. Do you th- do you think we're gonna get an announcement of a new IP this year? As much as I want this, and it's wishful thinking, uh, I don't see it happening. What I want is a, a through the roof ten, but realistically, I'm gonna say a five. I I just don't see it happening this year. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening either. But you never know. Maybe they'll surprise us. Now on to the next one. This one is kind of my pie in the sky that i would love to happen but it's probably not going to happen at all but i could i could picture it leon <laughs> kennedy from resident evil 4 fame gets announced for super smash brothers ultimate man i know you would love this one um dude okay so, so resident evil 4 started on gamecube as like the as, as like the killer app for the console at that time yes. i mean there's there's still tons of killer apps yes but uh like, it was amazing, and Leon has just become, like, a fan favorite over the years, so I could totally picture him joining Smash. He'd have, like, a rocket launcher, and, like, he does, like, his uh, suplex moves that he does from the game. It's hilarious, but, dude, I think it would work. <laughs> yeah, it really would work. And going back to what you were saying, I, I saw a meme yesterday, of all things, that there was a picture of a GameCube, and it said, what game comes to mind when you see this picture? And for me, it's Resident Evil 4, no question. So, um, you know, it's got that history with Nintendo. Also, recently, Nintendo kind of just did an all-out sale on all, well, all Resident Evil games that they were able to put on the Switch. Yeah. So, that could kind of line up with uh, Leon being in Smash. Who knows? Dude, I would would literally just cry myself to sleep. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) As soon as I saw this on the list of what we were going to talk about, I thought that Brett would just... He would be the happiest person alive if that happened. 
And if they did do it, they would have to get either the original VA from Resident Evil 4 or a Matthew Mercer who took over after Resident Evil 4. I don't want the new guy from RE2 Remake. Please, no. <laughs> you got to keep that continuity. It's at least, like you said, going back to the, the GameCube, uh, keep that continuity going with the voice acting. They're usually pretty good with that on, in Smash. Yeah, with Smash, yes. With Resident Evil, sometimes they're, no, they they're do these head-scratching things where they'll be very consistent, and then all of a sudden they'll change a character model or a voice actor, and you're going, what? Why are you doing that? Yeah, that's, a, that's annoying. <laughs> I think it would be really cool. I think it would make sense. I don't think it'll happen. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> and I do and okay. I do have hope that it might happen because I think he's a really good fit and he's different from a lot of the ones that we've gotten recently. It'd be a perfect fit. Okay, next up, Waluigi. Now, this is he's a trophy. He's like an assist trophy in the game, so he's technically already a part of the game. But I, I don't believe like any type of rules. I think if Sakurai wants to bring Waluigi from the trophies and make him into a playable character, I think he's going to do it. I don't, I don't think he really cares. So I think Waluigi might get announced as a playable character in Smash. All right, so I have a question for you regarding this. Brett, why does Nintendo not love Waluigi? Dude, I don't know. He's like the only one that doesn't have his own game. He, he always gets crapped on. Clearly, Waluigi is a man of the people. He's the people's champion. People are begging for him to be in this game. And, I mean, all jokes aside, I even saw a petition recently where people were signing <laughs> to bring Waluigi to Smash Ultimate. So it's become a meme nowadays. It has. It's it's become like one of those cultural icon things where like it's it's almost a joke, but in in non-joking way, people want to see Waluigi in this game. I think this is going to happen. I think they're paying attention to this. But then again, they haven't shown him love up until now. So who knows? But I'm going to give this an eight. I think they're paying attention. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and i think it's going to happen and i think it's going to surprise a lot of people and there's going to be like videos of people reacting to it and freaking out and it's waluigi so it's going to make it so funny oh people <laughs> will lose their minds but anyway on to the next one another fire emblem character <laughs> in smash I, I don't think they're going to do it i think they got too much backlash adding byleth and i was one of the people who was like i really don't need another fire emblem character in this game but now uh, Byleth <laughs> is my main. I play like Smash every day, and I'm like really good with him. So I'm glad that they brought him in. And for you to say that you don't want it, that that you've had enough of the Fire Emblem characters is saying a lot because you absolutely loved Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. So that that kind of tells you something. I think they've hit their peak. They don't need to add any more. I'm gonna give that a, t a two. Yeah, me as well. I'm gonna give it a two also. I don't think it needs to happen. And it's not going to happen. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see another Switch model this year? This doesn't mean that it needs to be a super powerful Switch. It doesn't mean like really anything specifically. Do you just think we're going to see another model? I don't think we're going to see another model in terms of it launching. I think for them to kind of keep up with the Joneses, if you will, they may show a peak of what they're working on. I mean, there's all these talks of, and this isn't the official name, but like a Switch Pro and what that means, we don't know. Yeah. But I think people would lose their minds if they knew that they're working on either um, like a pro version to the Switch or even I've heard Switch a Switch 2. We don't know. I think they either, like I said, I don't think the console comes out, but I think they reveal that they're working on it. I'm going to give that a 9. On to the next one. Do you think we're going to see Mario Kart 9 this year? Mario Kart is one of the most popular Nintendo IPs. Mario Kart 8 has 
been like one of the best-selling Switch games, maybe the best-selling. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's in the top three. It's in the top three for sales. It's done incredibly well across Wii U and Switch, even though it's technically like the same game as the Wii U version. They just added a couple things. And uh, I think we might see Mario Kart 9 this year with it being Mario's 35th anniversary. I don't think they have a mainline game prepared, and I think that's why they're doing the collection at the beginning of the year. Well, not the beginning, but in a few months, I think that's going to be happening. And then at the end of the year, that'll be their big holiday game. I'm with you on that too. And man, I this is another one of those that I, I'm really, really crossing my fingers hoping it happens. It's been more than long enough for a full-blown sequel to the Mario Kart series. So I'm going to give this one a 9. Mario Kart 9, a 9. I'm going to give it a 7. And I think it is going to happen, but I'm not super positive. But I think it is going to happen. Well, 7's in the high range, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. If this next one happens at the end of this year, whenever the Xbox Series X and the PS5 launch, this could actually overshadow the competition because it is going to be one of the biggest games on Switch, which is Breath of the Wild, the sequel. We don't really have a name yet, but do you think it's coming this year? I'm so torn on this because this is, of everything we've talked about, this is the top of the list. This is like the one that, like we said, if Nintendo really wants to compete this year and stay in the conversation, this is their big hitter. This is their big one. If they brought this to the table, like you said, all of a sudden conversations are switched and focus is switched on to Nintendo because Breath of the Wild 2 would be massive. Yeah. Now, from a financial standpoint, Mario Kart is a way bigger series than, than Zelda, but I feel like Breath of the Wild, from a hardcore gamer standpoint, would be a lot I don't know, bigger, but it's not technically bigger, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. You know what I mean? I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um, as far as, you know, fiscally and financially, uh, Mario Kart, because it's it's more accessible for children and stuff, probably is going to get bought more. But as far as like just a hype level from gamers and people who are, like you said, the hardcore gamers, Breath of the Wild 2 is it's massive. massive. Now, as far as what I think, this is where I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's been long enough that it's very possible, especially if they're planning on using the same um, assets, graphics, and all that kind of stuff. And it's been a few years. I think it's very possible. Yeah. But with a game of this scale, I think we would have heard something by now. Unfortunately, I'm going to give it a five, but man, I hope they do it. Okay, so I think that it might happen. I'm going to give it a five as well, but I honestly think if it did, this would be great for Nintendo. And, and like you were saying, if they were reusing the same assets from Breath of the Wild, I don't think they're going to technically reuse the same world. But I, I don't know, maybe if they sure. can change it enough to make it feel like a new experience, I think that they could get away with it. And especially if they add like new temples and stuff inside of that world, I think that'd be fine. And I think if they did that, then this game could probably be prepped for this year. I don't think it's out of the question. It is a very, very possible, but I would personally have thought that they would have been hyping this up they would have been the marketing would have been through the roof by now if it was going to happen in the next few months yeah but then again like i said earlier nintendo is is known for kind of doing these random things so man fingers crossed i would i would be ecstatic if breath of the wild 2 came out this year it would just be an even more jam-packed year especially holiday season if nintendo came out with the big guns you know what i mean yes well i think one thing is for certain is that we have no idea what Nintendo's going to do because they're unpredictable. <laughs> yes, they are. But yeah, was there anything else you wanted to go over? No, that's pretty much it. I think we kind of covered the basis. Like we mentioned to everyone, we will be doing that full-blown spoiler cast 
Um, I think we're gonna try and record it in the next day or two and then probably drop it maybe a couple days after that. I'm not sure what the schedule is for when we're gonna do it, but um, like you said, give people a chance to actually play through the game. It's a long game. Um, and then we're just gonna just no holds barred go into everything and, and it's gonna be a really fun episode. Definitely, I'm really looking forward to that. Can't wait to gush over that game and maybe even cry with you. <laughs> I just got tears just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's pretty much it, guys. If you want, you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can find our podcasts. And if you like us, please leave us a review. Those help a lot on iTunes. I don't really know about SoundCloud. I'm not really over there that much. But yeah, if you play on all three consoles and sometimes PC, or even if you're full-time on PC and you don't have any weird bias or negative feelings toward any types of consoles or companies, join our community. This is The Video Game Podcast with Brett and Brett, and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Bye.